Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Five Idiots Talking Toys, where five idiots talk about every aspect of toy collecting. There'll be a different episode every week, and we'll talk about a range of topics, and hopefully we'll have some very special guests join us. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. You guys ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go. All right. So, um, what we do here is we talk about toys. And uh, what have you guys gotten into this week? Have you gotten any kind of big collections in? Uh, have you gotten any kind of um, what's what's the biggest get of the week for you guys? You guys get anything special this week? Well, you guys know I've talked about it a couple days ago. I got a collection in. Um, probably about 40 something figures in a couple of collector's cases. Uh, I was super excited about it just because of the story that was behind it. You know, sometimes you don't always know that the story is going to be accurate, but the story was that somebody came across them, uh, you know, at a relative's house and they were kind of sitting in storage for however many years it's been 37, 38 years now. And uh, you know, they were dusty, dirty, the pictures that I saw, but they looked nice. The paint, you know, the paint looked really nice on most of the figures. Um, especially some of the figures that you can easily pick out, Death Star droid, um, you know, the, the, the droids with the stickers, stuff that you can you can pick out even in photos, uh, looked really nice. So took a chance, you know, you know, spent a good amount of money, got what I thought was a decent deal, and they they got here and they're they're just amazing. Uh, they the only thing I can think of is that the story was true. They were they were opened up um, for kids to play with you know, small relatives, whatever, and they were never played with. They were put into these collector's trays and sat collecting dust in a storage spot in the house for, for all those years. So uh, really tight limbs, awesome paint, just just not played with. Like, Are these going to be part of your collection? Yeah, I, I would say most of them because I'm still going to complete my, my full run, you know, with, with accessories and everything. I have the figures, but still working on the accessories. I have plenty of figures with rubs on my shelves, uh, you know, and it's just a matter of that's kind of what I've been into lately is buying small lots, buying, you know, small collections. When I see a few pieces that interest me for my personal collection and just going through them and swapping out. Um, and every now and then I'll pull a figure off my shelf that is worse than I even thought I had, you know, that, that now that I've seen many versions of that figure, um, I can easily replace some. So, I'd have a hard time saying most of these are not going to go on my shelf. Just they're, they're too nice to, to pass up, you know? Um, well, we should tell everybody, most of us, all of us are collectors and uh, all of us sell. And so uh, would you guys consider yourselves more sellers or collectors? I, I think nowadays more, I'm more of a seller now than I am a collector. Uh, you know, I've been doing it for off and on for 20 years. I, I have everything that I want. There's not much left that I don't have. And the pieces that I don't, they're just so much money. And I would, would never spend that much on a piece anyway. So, yeah. Do you, do you find that like uh, being a collector seller that like, do you find stuff that you can fund your personal collection with or, or do you just do it for extra money or. Yeah, no, I, I, I pretty much just do it just to fund my collection, you know, upgrading pieces and stuff like that 
it's not really so much about like extra money. It's just, it's more of the fun to be honest with you. I, I, I absolutely just love doing it and making friends over the years in the hobby. People reach out to you and they don't want to, you know, sell on the Facebook groups. They want to PM someone and just do a personal deal that they're friends with and sell it that way. It's, it's easier for them. It's less hassle. Yeah, and they know that it's going to go into somebody's collection that that actually yeah, cares about the hobby and and, and stuff that's like kind that. of how I got started into it. It wasn't like I was looking to sell. I just had a lot of people that I guess like me or trust me, and they felt comfortable and were like, "Hey, you know, you want to buy my collection and this?" And then it kind of just kept going. Yeah, and you and something we didn't need to tell the audience too is. Uh, Chris's brother Charles, who didn't couldn't join us tonight, but he's the fifth idiot. Uh, yeah. When we talk toys, uh, they've been. How long have you guys been collecting? We've both been collecting. I would say since like the '90s, to be honest with you, off and on. I I had a huge collection that I sold in 2009, right before I got divorced. Um, believe it or not, it was part of the settlement. She had to get half of it. Oh, good. Yeah, I had I had every mint on card. Um, graded. I had the full run. And I'm talking about like all the power of the force, that face, the Gamorrean guard, Nick Toe, all those hard ones. The only one I never had was Anakin. Anakin I had. I didn't have the Medine Trilogo, which was like, even back then, it was impossible to find. But I had a full run and I, I, I had to sell them. I had to get rid of them. So that definitely hurt. Yeah, I think uh, I think I don't know about anybody else, but I've had the same experience where I've had to sell my collection before, and and it's not it's not fun. It's no. you know, not easy, not fun, and um, you know, especially if you've been collecting since you were a kid. Like you know, I have I've been collecting since I was a kid, but I only have one figure that's from my original collection, um, and yep. same here. Yeah. So, have you, Brandon? Did you find anything this week? Uh, some, not anything vintage, um, uh, but I found some of the, uh, you know, early 2000s, uh, the Death Star, uh, briefing room with the, uh, six Imperial officers. I found those loose, um, and those would go on the shelf, you know, and any, anything new I, I find, I usually give it to the kids to play with, but that was something unique that, that I picked up this week, uh, that I'll probably, you know, hold on to and, and not, not play with them too much, but, um. But I'm the same same way as you, John. You know, I have a couple choice pieces to where I remember getting them as a kid. Uh, a walrus man and a biker scout. Those are the two first figures I remember. And a uh, uh, a pretty beat up Yoda um, that I found on a trip to North Carolina. You know, and I actually remember buying it um, in the '90s. And those, like, I'll keep those figures forever. You know, I could get rid of every figure I have here. None of them mean anything. Those are the ones that mean the most. Cause I, I still remember the day I got that biker scout, you know, that I, the day yeah. that I stole it from my brother, you know, <laughs> um, and it's beat up, it's chewed on, it's, it's all discolored and you know, it, it's a mess, but you know, th those are the figures that, that I remember growing up. So can't replace those. Yeah. And I was born uh, no, in '92. I had my brother's collection growing up, so I had, you know, his leftovers. But I remember, I would say, like, the early 90s, me and him went to the comic book store, and we sold our whole collection. <laughs> like, oh, everything. Wow. And honestly, I think we got, like, $150, and we thought we were rich back then. Sure. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. We sold everything. Yeah. Um, so Brandon has just recently dipped his toe into the waters of selling. So, um, so would you consider yourself a collector or a collector seller or a seller or I, um, mainly collect and I sell to fund the collection like many of us do. Um, I think I needed to start selling a bunch of stuff cause I had, you know, just same thing. I, I buy a collection here or there, or I'll buy some stuff from, you know, swap meet or eBay or something like that. And, um, come across a lot in the last couple of years. I think a lot more people are selling cause they, they want to get rid of the stuff that they have in their garage or their attic or whatnot. So been picking that stuff up and then I've started to notice that I have, you know, a lot of figures, a lot of loose figures laying around that I need to, to move to fund, you know, other, hey, other things up? that I want to buy. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much, you know, what I've done with, oh, and then we lost Chris everything, but that's what pretty much what I've done, you know, recently is to just to basically fund the collection and stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, collector at heart just like everybody else and um, yeah. whenever i find some piece you know and, I, and there's still stuff that i buy that you know i was like i'm not selling this you know i bought this for myself and it's most i mainly go for the unique stuff like the the one-offs um if it's an error or whatnot like the other day i bought some figures that they uh they removed all the paint off the c-3po's just so i could see the the bare bones of the figure in the plastic you know um and they're not, you know, anything crazy, but I bought them because they're one-offs and they look pretty cool, you know. And um, I'm not going to flip that stuff. I'm not going to sell that kind of stuff, um, you know. And if I have 20 Stormtroopers and, and, you know, five of them are really nice, I'll probably keep a couple of those and then I'll sell the rest. But mainly I buy Stormtroopers or I'll buy a figure and to get something that looks the best like Shane does. Like he'll, he'll just keep upgrading the collection and, and seeing what, uh, figures are, are ones that he needs. Like, I don't even have a full run. Like I haven't bought an EV yet or, um, or like a yak face. I haven't, I haven't crossed those waters yet. And if I find a good deal, I'll buy one. But right now I'm just trying to, uh, get upgrades to the figures I currently have. And then when I come across, you know, one of those really nice figures, I'll pull the trigger on it. Yeah. So what got you guys started in the, uh, collecting world? What about you, Shane? We got you started collecting action figures. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I had, you know, I, I've been saying for my whole life, oh, I had all, I had everything. I had everything. Well, now that we're serious collectors of vintage Star Wars, we all know that nobody had everything. There was just so much. Um, you know, it started small. And then, you know, by the second and third movie, there was just a lot of collectibles and toys out there. But I did really have a lot. Uh, my mom, I think, had the same personality that I have now, you know, uh, as a collector. Uh, she started buying them and then she wanted to get them all for me. So she, you know, would get all the different figures, all the different characters. And uh, we're talking Return of the Jedi period. You know, I, I was like four, four when the movie came out. Um, but I just have great memories of Christmas opening the Falcon and, and having all, a lot of those toys. So it was really just a conversation at work one day with a guy who is like a month older than me, you know, we're the same age and somehow we got into star Wars talk and he was talking about how, you know, he had a lot of the figures and stuff as well. And it just, this is going to kind of trail into another topic that we might cover. Um, it just turned into, well, what was your favorite figure? And mine was, it just popped into my head. I didn't even know what my favorite figure was, but as a 30 something year old, 
I was like, oh, uh, Princess Leia in the in the Bosch disguise. That was my favorite. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah, because I just remember, you know, I had all these figures um, and maybe Lando would kind of fit into this as well. But this th these one or two figures were in disguise. You had a bounty hunter and then boom, all of a sudden it was a princess underneath, you know, and just a cool weapon and just looked really cool. And for whatever reason, just popped into my head in the middle of this conversation. And so I just have it sitting right here because I pulled it out the other night. The first thing I bought was this uh, this Leia Bosch disguise uh, black series, because right as that conversation was happening at work, I, I looked it up to try to remi remind myself what the figure looked like. I hadn't seen it in forever. And that popped up because it was fairly new at the time. And I just said, I can't believe there's a figure of this character that I'm talking about that is as detailed as this is. I just couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, I know it was larger scale and everything. I had to have it. So I went online, found it, got it. And that was how I started collecting. And so I, I did collect the Black Series for about five years and intermingled the vintage in there with it. And now I just now I just focus on the vintage. Uh, the Black Series just got to be too much for me. It was too much to keep up with. It wasn't as enjoyable as the memories I get from the, the old stuff. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? What got you started collecting? I think it's a disease in my family. <laughs> uh, I have family members that, you know, collect antiques. Um, and pretty much, uh, I think I got bit by the collecting bug when I was a, a kid. Um, I was the type of kid where if I lost like a weapon for a figure, I would tear apart the entire room until I found it. Um, if my figures lost paint for whatever reason, I would take my Sharpie and try to fix it. Mm. Um, and then me and my dad, you know, we were collecting uh, figures in the 90s, um, mostly the vintage ones. And then obviously Power of the Force 2 came out and, you know, like everybody else, we loaded up on all those. Uh, collected comic books, uh, cards, you name it. Uh, we would collect it. We had a collecting room. Um, and, you know, then I got older, high school, college. I didn't collect anymore. And then until, um, you know, started settling down, go to swap meet, find some old figures. I'm like, oh, look at this. This reminds me of my childhood. And then after that, I couldn't stop, you know, and then my wife wonders who, uh, who she married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's a big part of collecting is, you know, finding that attachment that gives you back your youth or gives you back this kind of like, uh, memory that you had a good soft fuzzy memory that you had of, as a kid of, of collecting and opening that figure on Christmas day. I mean, I'm, I'm the oldest of the group and, um, I remember, you know, opening Star Wars toys. We couldn't go to the movies. We couldn't see the Star Wars movies, but we could create our own movies with the Star Wars toys. And um, I think that that's, that was the big draw then is collecting the figures. And, you know, you had to get every one of them because you had to look on the back and then they had, you know, started off with 12, of course. And then, then they go into, you know, the Empire Strikes Back and then they have 40 something. And then you get into, oh my God, Return of the Jedi has 79 figures. Like I get them all, you know? Yeah. And, um, uh, I don't think I was ever like a completist kind of collector, but I was definitely a collector because uh, my dad's a collector. He collects all kinds of stuff. And when we moved him out of his house, you know, we were like, Oh my God, <laughs> why do you have this? Why do you have this pile of this? You know, and he goes, well, you know, 
there's some pretty good artwork in some of those, and I like some of the articles in those, some of those magazines, you know. And, um, but yeah, and uh, a buddy of mine and I started selling toys uh, when we were probably in our early twenties. We'd go to toy shows and set up and stuff, and um, it's just always been. I love the hustle of selling toys and stuff, and you know, it's definitely not for financial gain because uh, <laughs> as a collector seller there's almost no financial gain in, in, you know, selling toys and, and flipping toys or whatever. Um, because I mean, the, the overhead is just crazy if you want to try to supply toys to everybody, but, but yeah, what kind of, and, you know, Shane, you said, uh, your favorite figure is the Leia Bosch, right? Is that how you say that? Yeah. I've always said it wrong. I've said it. I, I, I hear three different ways out there. Some people say Bosch, some people say Bosch, Bausch. I think yeah. I looked it up one time. They don't ever say the name in the movie, so there's you know there's no verification there. But I think there was some expanded uh, <clears throat> universe something or other where they officially said her name, and so I think I looked it up at one point, and then I forgot what the official answer was. <laughs> but uh, you know that just something that made me think what what you said. I I started collecting those, and I said to myself like when I saw what was out there. And there was maybe, you know, like 25 at the time that I started 25 figures. I said, Oh, I'm just going to collect the ones I like, or I'm just going to collect the ones from the OG trilogy, you know, or, or whatever. And there, there was already clone troopers out early on. And I said, I don't, I don't want any of the prequel figures. I don't care about that. So that's how I started. And then the next thing I know, I was like, well, now I've got all these and I'm just like, what am I just avoiding collecting like these eight? Like that's kind of silly. And so very quickly, I fell, fell into the, the completionist category. And so that's why I got to the point where, I mean, these shelves behind me were loaded. Uh, they're this, the, the length of the wall behind me. They were loaded with nothing but boxes. And all you could see was the sides, right? You know, like the Black Series, the, the last run was the black and red. All you saw was a wall of red behind me. I couldn't see the figures. All I saw was red and the black number. Um, and it got to the point where I, I said to myself, my kids come in here. They can no longer even look at the figures. I'm not enjoying them. I'm just squeezing them onto a shelf. They're starting to get piled on the floor. And uh, it, it was like, you know, it's an addiction. It's an addiction to, tr to, to get every variant, every number. And uh, so just like you said also, John, you said the hustle. Um, that I was enjoying chasing down the different figures when they were store exclusives and whatnot. But it got to the point where it was just like, okay, I'm just throwing my credit card number around every week in five directions to get these exclusives. And I'm not even looking at them. There's just stuff on the shelf. So I not even fun. Choice. It's not fun. You're, yeah. You can buy them on Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse or yep. some website. Like, there's no fun in that. I mean, all the fun when I was, you know, growing up, I, I'm a little too uh young for the old i mean i still remember some of the old figures uh, hanging on the racks for 50 cents yeah. um but you know i mainly when i was a kid uh, growing up i like gi joes you know and i still remember going to find gi joes or finding batman figures or finding the ones i didn't have you know and going to the store and it's all about the experience now mm. it's about the hunt you know going in and hunting old figures and finding tearing apart garage sales and going and 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 you know, seeing uncovering the box of, of garbage for a dollar and seeing what's in there, and if there's anything you know 
a hundred times out of out of ninety nine, there's nothing in the box. But um, but it's the thrill of the hunt, you know. And if you're buying toys online, it's kind of there's there's nothing to it, you know. Um, especially like the the store exclusives and all that. I mean, mm -hmm. the closest thing to that right now is going out and buying something that's not on Hasbro Pulse, like the uh, the Boba Fett prototype. You know, mm -hmm. you got to go to the store and find it. They're not Did offering it online unless you want to go on eBay. And now you know, and the prices are going down. By the way, guys. So oh yeah, you know, hold out, hold out. Yeah. I saw it for forty, then I saw thirty. Now I see twenty eight free shipping, and I'm like, how are these people making any money? Um, and I got people saying, Hey, I got a bunch of them at the target. And you want one? I'm like, yeah, I'll pay you the 13 bucks with the shipping. You know, like, I mean, there's no, that's fun. I guess is looking for some of those figures, you know, you can still go to the store and, and, and try to find them. But like Shane was saying, like, if you're throwing your credit card five different ways online and getting the exclusive, whatever entertainment earth or, or, um, I don't know, you name it, Target, Walgreens, Walmart, yeah. you know, like yeah, everybody's got an exclusive and it waters it down. And it's not, I mean, I, I made a, a hard decision when I saw these uh, Black Series figures coming out and I got a couple of them and I, I, I like, you know, one of them, you know, is the Gamorrean Guard. And why did I buy it? Because he's got really nice furry, you know, outfit and he's like really cool looking. And the other one is, uh, is Zuckus, you know, and or Forlom, yeah. whatever they call it, this this go around, you know, the the droid, not the the insect looking guy. So, um, you know, those are the only ones that I bought, you know, because I, I think they're pretty cool looking. But the same thing, unless you're you can't display them on your shelf with the numbers pointed out, like everybody has, because then it's no fun. There's no artwork to those either, you know. And yeah, that's why I collect, you know, men on cards because of the artwork half mm -hmm. the time. Exactly. So, uh, who is your uh, focus figure, as they call it, in the collecting world, in the hobby world? So, my focus figure. So, I tr I try to pick a figure where there's multiple variants of them out there. That way, um, I don't have 25 of, you know, let's let's see here, uh, like 25 big head Hans. You know, <laughs> like there's doesn't do anything for me. I might have 25 of them because I'm trying to find one with a perfect, perfect hair um, and a shirt, perfect shirt. But uh, little green man, Yoda is my focus figure right now, uh, mainly because there's different versions of them. I mean, I have probably over 20 Yodas and each one of them has a different color head, different color eyes, different color limbs. Um, and a combination snakes, of all those things too. Combinations. The snakes are different shades. A couple brown snakes, a letty brown snake, a letty cane. You know, four different variations of of you know uh, canes. And I know there's a light brown and a dark brown, but you look at the light brown, and there's some that look a little darker than the light ones, and then the really light ones, and the darker ones, and then the one with the EPM on it, and the one without the EPM on it. Um, the letties with you know, the snake with the still has a paint on it, the real tacky paint, you know, and, and the real deep green. Um, and that's my focus figure because I can get, you know, find all different variations of it. Yeah. And um, you, you mentioned something that we may talk about. We'll probably talk about uh, at a later episode is all the different toy manufacturing factories across the world during this time from 78 to 85. Um, and we're going to have a lot of topics to cover on this series, on this uh, podcast over the 
over the weeks. Um, so if you want to join us for that, um, you know, Shane mentioned something a, minute, a, minute, a little bit ago about having different topics and we're going to have a different topic every week. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, Chris is back with us. Sorry, guys. That's okay. We were just talking about uh, how we got into collecting and all that stuff. And we, uh, we're talking about now um, our focus figure. So do you have a focus figure in your collection? Yeah, so my focus figure is uh, Prune Face. I don't know anyone else that um, collects him or has him as a focus collector, you know, a focus figure. But um, I started uh, collecting him about four or five years ago. I think he's, uh, most people think he's like an ugly figure. And I think he's made really well done, to be honest with you. And I think he's very underrated. And uh, Brandon's laughing over there. <laughs> I, well, we all know, we've been talking about it off, off the show. We all know that his price has kind of skyrocketed lately. Um, there's the some different theories around up. that, but we've seen him all over the map in the, in the high end. Yeah. So, you know, I've been stockpiling my, my prune faces. Those are not for sale regardless. Anyway, it doesn't matter how much they go up. They won't be for sale, but, um, I have a pretty wide variety of them, you know, some Lettys, some, um, Kenner exclusive, uh, in, employee like mint on cards with the COAs and stuff. I have some rare baggy, uh, rare baggies that are like one or two known to exist. Wow. And uh, you got that tin baggie, right? The tin I got tin baggie. You know, it's supposed to be a KB toy store uh, overstock exclusive where they put it together themselves. I'm gonna be sending that in to get graded soon. I still haven't done it. Oh. Um. Some Polish bootlegs. Believe it or not, a lot of figures were not made like bootlegs, Polish bootlegs. But for whatever reason, they chose Pruneface. I still don't understand why. <laughs> they, left a, they left a lot of important figures out, but they did choose you know, Pruneface. Someone liked them, besides for me. Yeah, Probably because it's easy to make the figure. All you got to do is chew on some bubble gum and then <laughs> paint some eyes on them. <laughs> Put an eye patch. And stick, them on a, stick them on a normal figure, and there's your bootleg. Well, he's already one of those characters that you're like, why, you know, out of 79, why did they make him in the first place? He's in the background like, of a single scene. Like Imperial Dignitary. Well, yeah. People thought he was a bad guy. People still think he is yeah. a bad guy. People don't know that he's actually a good guy. I didn't know people that. People think he's a bounty hunter for some reason. Yeah, see, people didn't know that. I think it's the pirate patch. They think he's a bad guy, they think he's a bounty hunter. That could be uh, anybody with a pirate patch has to be a bad guy. <laughs> but I can see why people are, are are jumping to that figure. He's hard to find with uh, his cloak and with his rifle. He's got one of a kind rifle, yep. one of a kind cloak, and it's hard to find one that's not discolored. I mean, you got to get the green pants that look all the same. Mm. You got to get an eye patch that doesn't have any rub on it. You know, it's a hard figure to find like that. You know, and and I know we all give Chris a lot of. A tough time about prune face but he's he's one of those ones that i'll collect a bunch of too i mean there's there's some figures i have a hard time letting go of you know and, and yoda's i have a hard time letting go of you know, my little yoda army and i don't even like yoda that much in the movie um but i just like the figure you know and prune face but 
I mean, I like the prune face figures too. I actually like the Leia, the Leia Bosch, Bosch, whatever you want to call her. I like her because there's different variations of hair, eyes, painted torso, unpainted torso. That's a good one too. Um, you know, the really, you know, and I was telling John earlier, I, I like the really unique stuff that uh, that you can't find too much out there, and, and the different variations of it. I just there's only like a few figures that I like to collect a bunch of that I have a, a hard time letting go of, and those are. Blue Snaggletooth yeah. is one of them. Mm-hmm. You have a whole drawer of them. <laughs> well, I like my blue snags. I don't like green snags. I don't like, you know, oh, okay. I don't like my LeBron snags. Um, <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's probably one of the toughest figures to find mint. Well, yeah. Blue snag. Yeah. Um, you guys, you guys won that. I got cool. recent. I sold it to John, you know, over at Action Figure Grader. This one was mint. He, he really was nice, and I, I already had one. I showed him pictures. He fell in love with it instantly, bought it right away, and sent it in and got graded, and it got an 85 plus, which wow. for a blue snaggletooth is very high grade. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's very another topic. Grade, so. uh, maybe, you know, we can find somebody, maybe our first guest can talk about grading as one of the topics. Um uh, you know, kind of give everybody a better idea about what grading is, why people grade, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, whenever you uh, guys talk about grading, um, I know amongst this group, uh, the four and five of us, uh, we all kind of have a different level of experience with grading. I have just none. I mean, I have, I own like three graded figures just by the way that my purchases went at one point. Um, but I learning, I'm learning stuff from you guys every week about grading. Brandly. Zero. You have most guys Zero. like it. Yeah, I think the only the only graded figure I have right now that you know I've sold some graded figures before because I got them. I'm like, eh, I don't know. But uh, is my focus figure? I was wondering when you were going to talk about your focus figure, <laughs> the B wing pilot. I thought that was a perfect segue. Yeah, B wing pilot is my focus figure, and I don't know why either, man. I've just I was drawn to him. Um, maybe it's the red, I guess. I don't know. But there's just something about him. I've got a ton of them, and I've got a ton of variants. I've got all the card backs, you know. Um, got a couple Canadian cards. Um, the only one that I don't have that I need is – or that I, I don't need. None of us need this stuff. But the only one that I really, really want is the um, – The Letty. On the Regresso? The regresso on the card, and I think you that's need the you, one need one. you need it. <laughs> that's you need it. That's the last one I need for my collection. Because yeah. I got that uh, that other one that's the, that was in the Biker Scout advertisement. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's nothing special about it other than it was in the photo with the with the other figures that were used. That's that's one thing too that I noticed is uh, you got to pick a figure that. If it's your focus figure, one that you can afford to get the different variations of, uh, Yoda Men on Card, anything but the normal ESB is pretty pricey. So I haven't gone that route to get a Regresso, Yoda, or uh, I saw one the other day. I don't even know what it was. But it's insane the amount that these figures are going for now. I can't afford to get, you know, a, a Letty on a card or anything like that. I mean, you know. Even a Canadian card back is going for a lot now too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, 
our focus figures for some reason are very high. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get my, uh, Where's my Maydean? My, General Maydean is my focus. My next focus figure. <laughs> <laughs> you can build the whole army. Or a Nikto. No you one know, wants like, those. Going to be my next no. focus figure. You know, like I need a, or a Klaatu. You know, I really need that Klaatu focus. Um, I mean, you can't even have FX Seven as a focus figure because even that card back goes for a ton of money. Yeah. 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 The Palatoy FX Seven. I think he's the hardest one to find on that one. Yeah, it's insane. Expensive, yep. One thing, that I, one thing that I discovered with, with uh, my focus figure, um, the Leia Bosch again, uh, is I just like the character, right? So that's that's how the, the focus came around for me. I like to remember the toy from when I was a kid. Um, and I didn't understand, just like Brandon said earlier, you know, some people have a focus figure and they literally army build with it. I mean, you can call it that, whatever. They just keep buying it to where they have a hundred of them. And from the moment I saw people doing that, I said to myself, I, I can't imagine having a hundred Princess Leia's. Like what like it's it's a one-off, it's not a an army building figure. So it didn't make sense to me. So as I've collected, I'll now come across them and I'll just keep I obviously will just keep the ones that come to me in a lot or something. So I do have, you know, a handful of them now. But one thing that I found kind of a happy coincidence or, or happy way that I that I uh, can collect her is not just to have the vintage figure. I'll get anything for the collection behind me that has that character on it. So I've got modern stuff, Christmas ornaments, um, some paper things, uh, some, uh, you know, a couple of pops. I have the pop that's uh, unmasked. That was a, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Um, just anything like that. So it's fun to a rabbit hole. Focus for that character and just get anything I can with her on it. And she's not mainstream enough that there's a, there's too much. Like it's, it's, it's manageable, you know? I won't, I won't even do that for Yoda. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> I like any of the modern Yodas. Me neither. Um, I just like the vintage, the vintage ones really. Um, but if you tried to buy anything, anything and everything with Yoda on it, it would be, oh, like it, it would be impossible. Yeah. Oh, especially you know, I can scour the internet for anything that had my focus figure on it. And it's, there's a finite number. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, a I question just, about you know, Leia that route. Since yeah. you collect her, do you have a lot of trouble finding them with paint rubs on her hair? Because I feel like <laughs> most of those kids would take the helmet on and off all the time get you get rubs on the front like on just above the forehead the most um and uh it's interesting to me because the helmet is is a softer rubber right so you wouldn't think that it would rub the paint so harshly but you know as a kid you know if you get ones that were played with that's the whole fun of that figure right is that you of can course, disguise it so you're putting that helmet on and off you know a million times um but uh that's yeah that's the main thing is is her is her hair right her hair and then the helmet also the helmet the metallic gray on the top of the helmet because it's it's molded in orange uh rubber you know to find a nice helmet is hard sometimes too because all the corners get rubbed let's talk maybe for a minute or so before we wrap it up about uh what people can expect in the next handful of episodes what will what will be some of the topics but yeah we've got we've got a list of topics that we're going to be talking about in this in this uh podcast and uh, hopefully everybody will tune in for some of these and you know for collectors and non-collectors alike uh, we're going to be talking about variants because there's all kind of we kind of touched on that tonight there's all kinds of uh, variants for almost every figure it seems like 
Uh, we'll talk yeah. about reproduction, what reproduction weapons are like, um, you know, why they were reproduced um, and the pros and the cons of those. Um, because some people, some collectors like to collect uh, figures with repro weapons, you know, and that's, that's their thing. Um, but most of us, I, I think, I don't think any of us would like to have a repro weapon in their collection. Um, we'll talk about bootlegs, which is different than repro. And we'll talk about that too. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff, uh, restaurant tie-ins, uh, going to toy shows, doing live sales, uh, going to conventions, um, and tips and stuff for, uh, you know, we're going to have a segment every week about um, what to look for when you're buying a figure um, as far as condition and stuff of the figure. We're going to talk about grading and hopefully I think our first episode, our first full episode, um, this is again, this is just kind of like an introduction to what we're going to be doing in this podcast and an introduction to us and our collections and, and our, the knowledge of our co uh, collecting. Um, our first full length episode is going to uh, be focused on grading, I think is what we've come to as a consensus for the first episode. And uh, we're going to have a special guest, uh, hopefully talking about grading and uh, what it means to grade, what the grades mean, uh, how to get a good grade um, on some of your figures. I mean, there's really nothing you can do, but what figures can get a good grade and what, what, what to look for if you're going to send it in to get graded. Um, but, yeah, those are definitely, those are some of the topics that we're going to be talking about on here. And uh, so if you're, I think we're at a pretty good point to wrap this one up for the week. Um, we kind of talked about our own personal collections and, and what what we like to collect and uh, what our focus is and all that. And you got to know us a little bit better. But um, if you joined us tonight, thank you for joining us and uh, look for the next episode next week. Um, these are hopefully going to drop on Sundays. And um, we'll have a different topic every week and hopefully line up a different guest every week to kind of walk us through our topic and give us some more, some outside knowledge and some outside information, uh, stuff that we don't, that we may not be uh, fully knowledgeable about. But um, again, thanks for joining us. And I think we're going to, what do you think guys? Is that a good, good point to wrap it up? It's good. I'll wrap it up. So, I'm John. Chris. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And I'm Shane. And we're four of the five idiots talking toys. Uh, hopefully the fifth idiot will be with us next week. Uh, he's on vacation this week and probably doesn't have very good signal. But, again, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. We're Thank one you. idiot short of a group of morons. <laughs> <laughs> one idiot short of a group of morons. Thanks again. All right, good night, all.